I'm Skip Arrington, and this is WSHIT's Weather at Six. Weather you can almost count on. Well, the hurricane season is upon us again, and with Hurricane Daffodil bearing down on us, some residents have decided to ride it out at home. We caught up with Nancy Applebottom at Doug's Used Liquor Store to find out what she'd do if she lost power. We'll probably sit around and cook some soups and eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. Sounds like Nancy's a real party in the pansies. <laughs> this reporter would take an invitation from her any day of the week. Seriously, I'm pretty lonely. Let's take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with WSHIT's News at 6. News you can almost use. In early 2020, the world shut down. Stores, restaurants, schools, and whole communities shut their doors in an effort to protect human life. As the world quickly changed, one man went on Facebook to get a degree in Internet Epidemiology. Brian, along with his lab assistant, Hotley, are curing coronavirus by commenting on fake news and reposting recipes of secret virus cures from a friend of a friend who works high up in government. Join Brian and Hoadley as they discuss the world and life during this forced interruption. Learning, laughing, and loving in this real-life commercial break. On this episode of The Commercial Break. You know, have you done radio before? Because it sounds like it. I have done radio before, but... Trust me, it's nothing to it's nothing to brag about because I got kicked off the radio. I was kicked off more than I was kicked on. That's what uh, okay, bye. Thank you. We're here. Podcast Universe are always helpful here to help your ego. So we had. What uh, is this guy's name, by the way? He, he well, he's he's, made many appearances now. I think yeah. maybe he deserves a name. I think his name is Henry Fonda. <laughs> Mr. Fonda to you. <laughs> you know. I mean, I guess it's like a rally, but without Trump and on a lake with the boats. Okay. <laughs> the next episode of the commercial break starts now. <laughs> I've got my hot toddy ready to go because it's feeling a little crisp in the air. By crisp in the air, I mean it's only 87 degrees outside. Toasty <laughs> Atlantic. I know. Ooh. I went to the lake this weekend, which was where my father is enjoying his retirement. I'll say hi to my father, who's now become a fan of the commercial break. I don't know if he's a fan of the commercial break or he's hate listening. He's like, <laughs> he knows I got that funny voice for my mom. He's just waiting for me to make a funny voice about him. <laughs> So that he can disinvite me to the lake. <laughs> so he can be like, I'm sorry, we're really busy this weekend. <laughs> does he have a boat? He does have a boat. He has, oh, a, yeah. he has a boat. And it's a hell of a boat. It's nice. like uh, it's like the boat from Gilligan's Island. <laughs> and he's the skipper. It's a pontoon boat. So it's a yeah. boat with two pontoons and then, you know, a whole flat area. It's like a, a big old open area. And so when we go up there to the lake... My son absolutely has fallen in love with the boat, just like I did as a child. It's like yes. it's like it's a, just a thing. It's a fun it's a ride. Yeah, it's a ride. So, <laughs> but when we were kids, we had a ski boat, like an open bow ski boat. Yeah. So there wasn't a ton of room to run around. You were either sitting up front in the open bow, or yeah. you're sitting in one of the captain's chairs in the back, and that thing went. I mean, it goes right. 
And so uh, my dad now has this pontoon boat that's much more of the speed for small children because you can just kind of run around, right? But they have these little doors that pop open on each side and then in the, in the front. And my son, he just runs back and forth on the boat, just runs and runs and runs, trips, falls, <laughs> bangs his head, runs and runs. Jumps my, right yeah, back up again. My dad will go under the bridge. He'll slow down for a second. And then, you know, as soon as my dad starts to pump the gas, my son is in the middle of the boat, just standing there. He just flies to the back of the boat. <laughs> I said the back of the boat. So my dad turns to me and it's obvious that now Matias is, you know, of a certain age that he's just a wild child. He's a boy. He's two years old and he's doing, sure. he's, he, he's a maniac. Basically. He's a picture. He's a, he's a Brian Green Jr. Is basically what he is. Oh Lord. He's a maniac. He doesn't stop. TikTok. He doesn't stop. And so my dad looks at me, we're on the boat taking this lovely, you know, evening stroll around the lake. And my dad turns to me and he goes, he didn't turn to me. Actually, he's yelling at me. Okay, Listen. If Matias falls in the water, the first thing you do is you get a you get your own life jacket and then you go in after him. And I'm like, what? And he's like, if Matias falls in the water, get your own life jacket and then you go after him. And I'm like, Dad, if my son falls in the water, I'm going right after him. Like if my son flies <laughs> off the boat, I'm just gonna jump in after him. No, no, no. We don't need two drownings. We just want one. And I'm like. Dad, I think you've thought about this way too much. Are you? Now that I think my dad's really concerned about my son falling off the boat because he spent way too much time thinking about what happens if my son falls off the boat, and now he's got to communicate that to me. So, but it's a lovely lake, and you know, it, I went up there, and there's a chill in the air. It's Memorial Day weekend or Labor Day weekend. There's a chill in the air. Yes, it's definitely getting cooler. I love it. I love. I it. do. I love this time of year. Me too. Yeah. My favorite. It is my favorite time of year. So you're going to go to, what are you going to do? You're going to go to www.tcbpodcast.com and you're going to join the break room. And I'm going to tell you why you should join the break room right now as you're sitting there listening to this podcast, because you as a break room member will have all access to our now YouTube video channel with thousands and thousands of seconds of video that we've recorded for your viewing pleasure. (laughs) Say what? (laughs) Say it's not true. Oh my God. <laughs> we have uh, we have last week's video is up there, and we have started recording these for YouTube. Uh, but right now, only the break room members have access, Chrissy. So it's a very exclusive and elusive club that you can join. But and there's only a few steps you have to take. But you've got to go take those steps. You got to go to www.tcbpodcast.com. There's a big button there. It says join the break room. Go ahead and enter your information. And shithead is not a first name, just in case uh, the smart asses out there were wondering. <laughs> I've had about four shitheads so far. So uh, <laughs> people are funny, man. I just think the, okay. inter- the internet is just a world of c- cloak and dagger. And they don't, you know, I believe they think it's hurting my feelings. It's not hurting my feelings. I think it's quite funny, actually, when yeah. you write shithead for your first for sure. name and then one, two, three at computer.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me, man. You mm-hmm. got me. But, you know, that's that's the world we live in. America. Um, so go there and you can join the break room. You'll get f- access to our now live YouTube channel. Uh, we will go public with that YouTube channel in a couple weeks or maybe a month. But for right now, only the break room members get that. So you want to be a part of that club. You'll also get our newsletter with extra content uh, every single month. And that that newsletter, Chrissy, I need not I remind you, need not I remind you that, that <laughs> newsletter is coming fast and furious on my calendar. I have to actually get around to doing that. Um, and so you'll join the break room there. And also we are soliciting uh sound 
bites, any audio that you think is funny, including song parodies, clips, little bits that you guys out there in the Internet's world do. We are soliciting those openly and freely, but you have to agree to two things. Number one, you have to agree you own the content. Do not send me clips, you know, whole movie clips and then expect me that I can play it because I can't play it because I'm not Howard Stern. So I don't have that kind of I don't have that kind of dough, Chrissy. Yeah. Number two. And number two, and this is most important, I'm not paying you for anything that you send me. So you have to agree <laughs> to those two things and I will send it right off to you. So uh, so I wanted to take a moment to recognize something here right, uh, right off the bat. Mm-hmm. Chrissy Hoadley, my good friend. Is, we've been friends for how long, do you think? Well, I was saying since 2007. So, so like 13, 13 years. years. Wow, yeah. time flies. I, I can't believe it. So Chrissy and I met at a, radio, a large radio company that we worked at. And if you listen to the show, you know which radio company. I don't feel like dropping their name right now. But um, we met at a large radio company. We were working at the same cluster of radio stations. <laughs> cluster. <laughs> it, it was a cluster. A cluster was a good, na- yeah, good name exactly. to describe it. It was like the gang that couldn't shoot straight over there. But, um, but and, I, and we were, listen, to be fair, we were part of the gang that couldn't shoot straight. <laughs> so, uh, you know, just all, all's fair in love and war. And so we met at this, this cluster and Chrissy and I became instantaneous friends. I was married at the time. Uh, I was brand new to the cluster in a brand new position with brand new responsibilities that no one had ever had before. And Chrissy and I, Quickly found a kinship together. I think you'll agree yes, that we were absolutely. fast yeah. friends <laughs> we were fast and troublemakers friends. at that. <laughs> yes. I shortly got a divorce so after I started Clear Channel. <laughs> My wife quickly def- uh, filed for divorce after <laughs> I started working at Clear Channel, probably because I was working at Clear Channel. Uh, and so then Chrissy and I's friendship went even, uh, you know, well, at that point we're both single, we were both both single going out to all these different radio promotions and parties and concerts and things. So yeah, we were on the loose. We had in the (laughs) the Atlanta Braves are the professional baseball team here in the United States of America and Atlanta, Georgia. And one of the guys who worked at at the Braves decide, even though I didn't work directly for the Braves, we had the broadcasting rights to the Atlanta Braves. And so along with those broadcasting rights came a whole shitload of perks, (laughs) right? Tickets out the wazoo. You never, you never wanted for a ticket to the Braves game. Luxury boxes. You took your client play a huge tab at the bar in the private club upstairs. I mean, it was a whole thing. Like (laughs) those guys did a great job of negotiating those rights because along with it came about $75 million worth of free booze for just Chrissy and I basically. So the guy yes. who was in charge of and responsible for the for the Braves uh, did did me a favor and gave me like an all access pass one season. He's like, well, you're not technically a part of the Braves radio network, but, you know, you're a I, I don't know. Maybe he thought I was a funny guy. And he just said, you know, here, we're going to get you a pass. Here's a pass. And so you were good with clients. I, I was good. <laughs> I was good with clients. <laughs> shots, 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 shots. <laughs> Right. I don't know how many actual game, full games I watched because somehow everybody ended up at the bar. <laughs> there was no and interest in baseball. To the yeah. game. I don't remember one thing about the baseball game. <laughs> but I remember a lot of great times on that in that particular season or two when we had kind of the run of the roost right yeah. here at Turner Field when we were doing 
whatever it is we wanted to do <laughs> because we had these passes around our neck that ensured that no one was going to fuck with us no matter what we did. We're basically a bunch of spoiled brats <laughs> running around the stadium <laughs> making making our radio cluster look horrible. <laughs> <laughs> right. Whatever. Uh, and so um, Chrissy and I, you know, now we find ourselves both single out on the town at these Braves games, at all these events. It's just, you know, radio was a fun atmosphere to work in because there were a lot of uh, late night activities that you could go and do. And, and it was fun. And we had a lot of friends that joined us with us. So yeah. our friendship deepened at that point and then continued on from there as we've grown and most definitely not matured. But, you know, <laughs> we drink a little bit less, but yeah, yeah I'll Just leave it up to bit. you to determine what little means. Um, <laughs> right. So when I decided that I was going to jump on this whole podcasting bandwagon, I had done some radio before. So I, I've gotten this question a couple of times, so I'll answer it on air. You know, have you done radio before? Because it sounds like it. I have done radio before, but trust me, it's nothing to it's nothing to brag about because I got kicked off the radio. I was kicked off more than I was kicked on. <laughs> That's what it's uh, and. Uh, and, and this is where we met here at the radio station. So when I decided yes. that, at, but I lo- I've always loved the, the format, the medium of audio uh, since I was a little kid and I would make up little radio station, um, bits to like, you know, a tape cassette recorder. I would literally put three tape cassette recorders together <laughs> to like, you know, make little bits up. I would record one piece and then I would play it while I was talking over the other piece and then some music behind it. And I always thought those guys that were on the radio stations, the rock radio stations in Chicago were really cool. Right. And so, uh, I've quite enjoyed the, this medium, but when I decided I was going to do a podcast, I really wanted to do what's called a solo chat cast or a solo cast, which would just be me talking about my general thoughts about the world. And it was, it, my first idea was the, the intention was to be so much more serious. You would not believe what I had in store for the first podcast. It wouldn't have sounded anything like this. It would be me literally, you know, being serious, which is not, it just wouldn't have been good. I'm so glad that I went this opposite direction because I had the intention to find people on the internet who are super duper controversial, like white supremacists and, you know, people who put on the, you know, pray the gay away camps and all kind of bullshit like that. Have them on, find them, invite them on, put them on with me and then not necessarily tear them a new one, but find out exactly what the fuck is going on in their heads. That right. was my intention. And I thought that that would be a really interesting podcast and maybe it would have been. But I couldn't get those people to respond to me. I tried <laughs> desperately. I couldn't get anybody to respond to me. Literally could not get anybody to respond to me. I talked to one guy about... Uh, the, the people who are celibate, the, um, who are the people who are celibate, the guys who are celibate without, you know what I'm talking about? I I put this on before. I forgot the term too, but the guy, oh, incels, involuntarily celibate. I got a hold of a guy that was involuntarily celibate on Reddit and, you know, I just decided that I didn't want to spend the rest of my (laughs) life talking to these guys. Like it was all talking points and indoctrination and all this other stuff. So I said, I'm really sad about this because I, now I don't know what I'm going to do. And I thought to myself, well, maybe I just need to get on there and start talking. And if I get on there and start talking, something will come of it, right? Maybe I need to do more of a show in the vein of the radio show that I was doing, which is just do a little bit of comedy, have some fun, talk about the things, talk about your life, talk about the things you know about. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to do it by myself. That was the only problem. I didn't want to do the first one by myself. So I invited Chrissy Hoadley on and I could not have made a better choice 
<laughs> because I think you've really become a huge part of the show. And I'm so it. happy that we get to spend this time together during the pandemic, time that we otherwise would not be spending together for sure. Yes, you know, maybe we'd be correct. touching base with each other on text or phone calls, but we wouldn't be seeing each other and we certainly wouldn't be spending all of this time talking to each other if it wasn't for the show. But more importantly, I think you become a, a huge part of the personality of the show. And so I just wanted to take this time to say thank you, first of all, for being for being on the show. But I wanted to recognize you as now the official co-host of the commercial break because I have changed the logo to put your name on it. (laughs) And so that comes with a pay raise and all kind of good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) And by pay pay raise, I mean, I got you one of these fancy mugs with the TCV logo on it. I'm so excited. Do I have to declare that on my taxes? uh, I know you check with your accountant on that one, (laughs) but I will let you know, you are also going to be an honorary member of the break room forever. Chrissy Hoadley. Thank you very much. Which isn't even your name, by the way. (laughs) It used to be. It used to be your name. Yeah, so we've changed the name of the show. He rarely ever called me Chrissy anyways. It's just always been Hoadley. I walked into that (laughs) awful radio place that we used to work at. And I I got my stuff. It was like a sad... I've been hired... And I went in for my first day on Friday, but Chrissy was not there on that particular Friday. And so I just went in for a few hours to meet all of the other, you know, manager, director types that were working in the office. And we had a meeting and then I went home and they gave me the keys to the office, the keys to the kingdom. (laughs) They gave me the the keys to my divorce and all the other stuff. They gave that to me in, in the carport and all this other shit. And my wife and I at the time decided, well, on Sat that was a Friday. On Saturday, we're going to go and we'll set up the office. We'll put a fake plant in the corner. You know, we'll make it sound, we'll make it look yeah. all officially officey. And when I did that, I walked past your desk and I noticed the name, Chrissy Hoadley, right? <laughs> and I remember saying to my wife at the time, Hoadley, that's an interesting last name, Hoadley. <laughs> but what happened there is before I even met Chrissy Hoadley, I started singing a song like "Holy Doodly, Holy Doodly." <laughs> yes. My wife was—I was driving my wife at the time crazy because the whole weekend I was like "Holy Doodly," and she was like, "You don't even know who this person is." I was like, "I know, but it's what an interesting last name, Holy Doodly." And she's like, "It's not Holy Doodly; it's just Holy." And her name yes. is Chrissy. She probably wants to be called Chrissy, not Holy Doodly. <laughs> Well, convention be damned, my friends, because I went in and from minute one, I did not call her Chrissy. Uh, I called her Chrissy Hoadley. And in some cases, I called her Hoadley Doadley. You did. And then other people in the office also took your lead. <laughs> the next thing I know, everyone in the office is calling me Hoadley. It was and amazing. I- <laughs> it was just amazeballs. Yeah. I mean, yeah. After all these years of making it through... Um, schools and things and whatever, n- nothing like that had ever happened. I, and I've come to love it. Is it, had, is it a true or false statement that other people in your life call you Hoadley uh, outside of knowing me? So in other words, I know that it, it kind of caught a false statement. That's a false statement. So the, I'm the only <laughs> one that calls you, you Hoadley. <laughs> and so because of me, now there's a whole select group of human beings out there that you know. <laughs> that in any kind of environment or setting call you Hoadley instead of your actual name, which is Chrissy. <laughs> I mean, your name yes. is Hoadley, but uh, well, and when we put you up on the video screen, just to let you know, in, in, in memorandum, uh, memorandum of <laughs> my calling you Hoadley, we actually put memorandum? Hoadley instead of in memorandum. <laughs> I just, in a memorandum. <laughs> well, well, 
memorial. <laughs> well, there's something for when somebody dies. And that's like in memoriam. <laughs> John's, uh, John's mortuary. How can I help you? Yes, I, I am trying to. I would like a plaque in memori- memori- memorandum. <laughs> my dead grandfather. You want a memorandum for your dead grandfather? I do. Hmm. Okay, I'll I'll have my I'll have my secretary write that up and send it to you. <laughs> In memorandum, <laughs> take a memorandum. Uh, I think that's where memo comes from. The memos. Oh, the memo random. Through. But it's memo random, isn't it? Or is it memo random? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. I'm so bad. <laughs> even though I am, uh, <laughs> even though I am an expert in all things dick, like dictionary. Oh, yes. and I have to correct something from my story last week. If you heard episode number twenty-two. Uh, I said dick delicious and the tasty tones. It's actually dick delicious and the tasty testicles. <laughs> <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> <laughs> Where are they now? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody needs some <laughs> dick and tasty testicles <laughs> in their life. <laughs> don't you mouth off to me or I'm going to slap you right in your penis. <laughs> Dick Delicious and the Tasty Testicles. I told the story, you could go back and listen to it, about a band that I used to, that I used to travel around the Southeast called Dick, I said Dick, Dick Delicious and the Tasty Tones. It was Dick Delicious and the Tasty Testicles. That's a pretty awesome name for a band. So anyway, Chrissy, I want to say thank you very much for, for joining the show. Now an official part of the show, and you will be with me for the long haul or until you get sick of me. <laughs> Absolutely. Brian, if I haven't gotten sick of you by now. I'm you, in it. You've outlasted at least one of my wives. <laughs> I'm in it with you. <laughs> Thank you very much. I appreciate oh, it. I'm so happy to be a part of it. And it's been truly a bright spot. I mean, we always have so much fun when we get together. Oh, but, man. You know, even as life has gone on before the pandemic, you know, you were getting married again and yeah. having children. And so we didn't see each other as much. So this has just been delightful. Oh, look at that. A little sentiment here at the yeah. commercial break. No, I'm, I, it, it is. And uh, and I think that Alice, our friend Allison Risk Hare put it perfectly on show number one. She said, Chrissy Hoadley is your perfect foil. She's like the, she's like the <laughs> yin to your yang. You need that in, in the audience because uh, Allison was part of me actually pushing me to kind of get on to a yeah, podcast. So I owe her a, gra- a debt of gratitude also. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I always thought that maybe you would come on for a few episodes or you would, might have a reoccurring role, but I never, at least at first, I didn't imagine that that would be something extremely long term. But then it became clear after five or six episodes that like, Hey, this is, this is working and it's funny and I like it and I enjoy it. So yes. if I enjoy it and it makes the show enjoyable, if it's easier <laughs> to get through the show with you on it, then it's best to have you there permanently. So now it's official, and we thank everybody out there who's been listening because we've been met with some incredible success. Uh, at least that's what we consider incredible success. Listen, we're not Will Ferrell. We don't have a million listeners. Um, but yeah. our little pocket of listeners is something we also never expected, quite Right, frankly. exactly. <laughs> Every time we get a new listener, I'm like, what? You ah. are welcome, man. No problem. <laughs> hey, man, what's going on with my banner? At? Well, we had some technical difficulties. What kind of tef- technical difficulties did you have? We didn't exactly have a website up yet. <laughs> Where did my banner ad go? I've been wearing it on my forehead. <laughs> uh, then how are people subscribing? 
Well, I'd like to have a little, I have a little check mark. I tell ask him to, I say check here, leave your email address somewhere between my eyeballs and my chin, and I promise I'll get, I'll get you the show. Well, I paid a lot of money for that. Yes, you did, my friend. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. But don't worry about the little website issue. These are little technical difficulties that we can work through. Listen, uh, if you want to, I've got another type of advertising that I think will work very well for you. And what is that? I am going to rent an airplane somewhere somewhere in Argentina. I'm going to have them fly around with a banner behind it. Don't this is like the most effective type of advertising. Oh, is it? No, you wouldn't even believe. I've gotten I have gotten such an incredible response. I've made at least thirty dollars from the banner that I'm currently flying behind my airplane. You have an airplane? Yes I do. Maybe you should sell the airplane and buy a website. Listen, you don't tell me how to run my business, and I won't tell you what to put on the podcast. <laughs> okay, listen, I think we're going to we'll just, just pause the banner advertising for right now. Okay, listen, don't be upset. I'm going to get these things worked out any moment. How's the gateway working? It crashed. I had to buy an Apple. I'm so sorry about that. Did was it within the three day window? No, it happened like it happened like an hour after the three day window expired. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> okay, we'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. Thank you. We're here at Podcast Universe. We're always helpful here to help your ego. <laughs> so we had... What uh, is this guy's name, by the way? He, he, he's well, made he's, many appearances now. I think yeah. maybe he deserves a name. I think his name is Henry Fonda. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mr. Fonda to you. <laughs> <laughs> who, am I say, who am I making the check out to? Henry J. Fonda. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where am I sending that? Well, a couple different places. <laughs> I, I want you to send it, send it to a couple different places. Do you know a courier? <laughs> no one uses couriers anymore. Oh, no, no, no. We use them all the time. <laughs> They're bringing your website right now. Okay, Henry, I'll talk to you later. So I never expected that we would get like, you know, maybe like 20 listeners. And then now here we are, um, you know, celebrating 30 listeners. <laughs> I was about to say, yes. <laughs> Throne band or wildest dreams. Uh, so thank you very much. So we're on episode number twenty-three. Uh, that's amazing. We're two, we're six months into this, and we've been doing that. And we were a month into the pandemic when we started. So now we're yeah. like seven months into the pandemic. It's absolutely mm-hmm. insane. Crazy uh, to think about. Yeah, no relief coming from Congress. No leadership coming from anywhere. We're in the middle of a hotly contested election. It's just insane to think that we are exactly where we started with this pandemic. Like I would have thought that maybe six months later we'd be, you know, mm-hmm. back to somewhat normal. But then I heard, uh, yeah, that there'd be a treatment yeah. or something. Then like I heard that. Dr. Fauci say today that he doesn't think that we're going to be back to normal until late 2021, mm-hmm. if not early 2022. Because well, see, at that point, I don't even think there will be like a back to normal. I mean, you know, I don't think there's going to be a back stay. to. I, I don't think, think there's going to be a back to normal, even if it stops tomorrow. They find a cure tomorrow. I don't think handshaking is going to be a thing we do a lot of any any longer. I think there's just going to be a lot of things that are much different. We're all going to be a little bit germaphobic, mm-hmm. and it's just going to be a different world and environment that we live in. A lot um, working remotely. Yeah, working remotely. I'm telling you what, I work in the commercial real estate business and the people who own office space right now are scared fucking shitless. Oh, I bet. Because they own a bunch of, you know, they own a lot of square footage of of office space and they don't know that that office space is going to be filled. And there are some large companies like Salesforce, Google, Mm -hmm. Facebook, uh, Airbnb. They're all saying you don't have to come back to work. 
Like you don't have to come back to the office. You're perfectly good where you are. So if that's the case, then what happens with all this office space? Well, mm-hmm. I don't know. It might go the way of the mall. Like they're going to have to repurpose that into condos or apartments right. or something. Yeah. The whole landscape's going to change a little bit. And it'll, like everything, it's not going to happen overnight. It'll take time and it'll be slow. And But it's going to be interesting. But, you know, um, as we've moved to this pandemic, we've learned a, f- a few things. Right. And one of the things that we've learned is that everybody and their mother started a podcast, including (laughs) this is very true. Literally, literally. I mean, I it's just amazing. So we are going to start probably in the next couple of weeks. We're going to start a little uh, like uh, a little pandemic podcast corner where we're going to start suggesting some of the best and some of the worst podcasts that we can find, because now that we're doing podcasts, I like it. I've started to really get into listening to random podcasts and I've found some really good ones that, that I don't know if they have any listeners or not. I, I can't tell, but I have found some really bad ones that I can tell have some listeners and it's just <laughs> unbelievable to me, but it seems like we've all started these in the middle of the pandemic. There's by some counts, a million additional podcasts have been started since the pandemic began. And that's just amazeballs to me, right? Yeah, so I believe it. So we've learned that. We've also learned that testing is really the way forward. Like test, getting yourself tested mm-hmm. pretty consistently is the way that we can all keep each other safe and knowledgeable about what's going on and where the virus is. And we're still not up to snuff on the testing, though here in Atlanta, at least, we can get testing pretty quickly and get yeah. the results pretty quickly. It's not that way everywhere. No. Uh, and I really think a quick at-home rapid COVID test is the answer that gets us all back to somewhat normal, right? But mm-hmm. you know, still no leadership on on that either. So I hope that we can get to the bottom of that sooner than later. And that's the interesting part about this pandemic is, is that my world has shrunk to just really a few people, right? It's mm-hmm. you. I mean, a few people face to face. It's right. you, but that's just because we see each other every once in a while. It's my immediate family. It's the people that help out with my immediate family. Some people that babysit sometimes for us and stuff like that. My good friends. And then my father, really, I mean, my mother too, yeah. but then my father too. So my father's house has kind of become like this like yeah. little getaway that little we can, yeah, a little home. vacation, this little getaway up there. And he lives on this beautiful lake that's, uh, you know, up there somewhere. He yeah. lives on this beautiful lake and he's got a beautiful house and, you know, it's they're like the retirement of his dreams. Nice. And so we go, uh, to, so this is someplace now we're frequenting, I would say every other week, maybe we're going up there for a couple of days or, or, or at least once a month. Mm-hmm. So we go up there and we go to this lake. I've been boating all my life. My dad had a boat when we were really young. We've been boating all our life. My dad taught us how to drive a boat when we were young, taught us the safety, the rules. of the road. Let me tell you a story real quick. My dad gets it. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was coming. Here it is. My dad. <laughs> My wife says, is there going to be a, a podcast episode where you don't tell a story about yourself? And I was like, well, uh, no, probably not. not <laughs> I'll run. Don't worry. I'll run out of stories at some point. <laughs> no, you won't. My, I hear you. Yeah. I don't, I've been listening to you talk about stories for 13 years and I still hear you new still ones hear new ones all you're, the time. Yeah, you're like, wow, he's really full of shit. You're a good storyteller. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. It was, I was trying to explain this to my wife. I'm like, I think there's some value in my, in my storytelling. I make, you know, it, some of them might be a little fishtaily, right? They might be a little more grandiose than they actually were, but that's. <laughs> But who fucking cares? Like, I'm just telling a story. It's just my perception of my own life. One of my favorite ones has got to be real quick. It just came to mind about the the Christmas time piano. (laughs) 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 When I I played Home Sweet Home. (laughs) 
I'm never going to live that down. And by the way, that story is not a fishtail. That is word for word true. It's just, it was the most embarrassing. What episode is that where we talked about that? Oh, God. It's, I think it's maybe. To just crack up. It's <laughs> maybe 16. Is it episode? I think it's episode 16. I know episode 15 is with Rachel. So I think it's episode 16. But man, if you haven't listened That's to episode. That's a really funny yeah, story. If you haven't listened to episode. <laughs> Uh, I'll and put I it in the show notes. It is the thing. Like it, I can fully picture this is going down. Yeah. Brian and his his in laws who do not speak much English inside of a inside of a beautiful Swiss chalet hotel for New Year's Eve. And I won't retell the whole story because you can go back and listen to it. But yeah. basically, uh, I had been explaining to my wife what a wonderful. Uh, instrumentologist I was I had met, I had I had uh, I had a grasp on many different types of instruments I could play and I was really quite good at all of them and her father overheard this and decided he was going to press me to play the piano in the middle of a New Year's Eve party at this at the chalet and he just embarrassed me up into going up there and and proving him right that I had no idea how to play the fucking piano <laughs> I mean a little bit but I did do one song and it was Home Sweet Home by Motley Crue So, uh, so when my dad, when we got here to Atlanta, one of the first things that my, I think my dad was doing his best to like, make sure that we felt like we were doing things and we felt at some kind of ease or we were having some kind of fun because we had moved all the way from Chicago. We knew no one, no one, not a soul. And that's a big move when you move to somewhere where you don't know anybody when you're a child. And I was like, you know, whatever, 11, 12 years old. It was a yeah. big deal. We're moving away from all of our friends and every and our family and everybody sure. that we know. So my dad was trying to make it fun. And I think one of the things that he wanted to do was have something for us to do uh, on the weekends and in the summer. So he'd, I think he'd always wanted a boat. So he goes to the boat show and the boat show guy convinces him to buy a boat, right? An open bow ski yeah. boat. But my dad was not like a boater per se. He just liked going on the boat. But he had never operated a boat as a boat <laughs> right. owner, Right. And we go out our first or second, this is either our first or second day, but I will never forget this. I, we have these skis, like water skis, and we're trying to learn how to water ski. And my dad's trying to learn how to pull us on the water ski, right? And right. It's, there's, there's a little bit, yeah, there's an art to it, right? And so I'm out back and I am skiing and I'm just not getting up. And, you know, my dad says, okay, you know, come on in and we'll give one of the other boys a try, right? The engine is on. And I'm swimming up to the back of the boat where the ladder is. And I say, the engine's on, right? My dad says, don't worry about it. It's an idol. Just get up and come on. <laughs> As I start to, to pull myself up, I can feel something grabbing my swimsuit. Oh. And I'm like, oh, my God. You know, like I kind of jump sideways. I'm like, oh, my God. I think something like grabbed my swimsuit or something like, a, like an alligator. <laughs> like a leg monster. Yeah, yeah, lake monster. <laughs> My dad's like, stop it, you know, get in the boat. Come on, stop (laughs) fooling around back there. Stop your shit. (laughs) It's Sunday. Spare me the bullshit, (laughs) right? So I get up into the boat and my shorts are shredded. Oh my God. I had been, I had the, 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 yeah, the engine, the till had gotten me, right? It had gotten me, but it didn't get me. It got my my very at that time baggy swimsuit because it was 1992, and that was that was the fashion. Luckily, that was the thank God. I had my hammer time pants on. (laughs) (laughs) Can't touch this. Uh, And so I get back up to the boat, and my dad's like, "Oh my God!" You know, my Kevin's like, "Why didn't it just take him all the way in?" And then. My dad's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, ah, you know, ah, everyone's freaking out. And my dad 
teaches us the number one rule about boating is always turn the fucking engine off, right? You never have people in the water behind you when the engine is on. You just don't do it. Or in front of you or on the side of you. If you're out of the boat, the engine should be off, completely off. Not in idle, not in backwards, not in forwards, nothing. It should just be off unless you're towing somebody and they're 100 feet away on a ski rope or whatever. That's just one of the rules. And then my dad taught, my dad, as he learned, taught us the safety rules of boating. And I appreciate that because now I have a skill or it's not a skill. I mean, it's not like a talent. I don't have a talent at boating. Right. But I know the rules of the road. And if somebody asked me to go drive a boat, I could do that and feel comfortable that I was being safe and <laughs> that I was being. S- <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just thought of this time that we went to the lake <laughs> And this is when we were adults and my dad like had given the boat to us. He was like, here, take this piece of shit. I don't want it anymore. It's a money haul. And I drove the boat up onto the shore (laughs) as I'm saying, I'm being safe and I'm being appropriate. But there are some rules to boating that you really have to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. One of those is in choppy water, you always got to drive your boat into the wake, into the wave. You don't want to be, you know, you don't want to move sideways because then your your boat could flip over. Mm I say all of this is a long-winded way of saying that these Trump boat parades that are going on are a complete fucking disaster. And it needs to stop because they are ignoring every rule of boat safety, period, (laughs) end of sentence. You cannot have 60 foot. For those of you who don't know, and I'm sure most of you do, because it's a running joke here in the United States yet. And I actually I don't think some of it's very funny because people can get hurt. People can die. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody down in Mar-a-Lago or, you know, Mar-a-Lago decided that they were going to start a Trump boat parade. That's basically a bunch of people who support Donald Trump getting in their boats and driving in circles, <laughs> driving in like circles. Like with a bunch of flags. Uh, yeah, with a bunch yeah. of flags and a bunch of, you know, Trump paraphernalia and then just drum. Yeah. I don't know what the purpose is. I don't know what they're, I don't know. I don't, they're, yeah. they're not raising money or anything. They're just running, they're just driving in circles. <laughs> <up> there. <laughs> they're just Trump supporters on a boat driving in circles. But God bless them. If that's the way you want to show your affection for Donald, for our dear leader. Donald Trump and that's how you do it so they're driving in circles and they're chumming up the water they're making it super duper choppy the problem is 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 that any small craft owner will know you're not going to get in the wake of a fucking you know Norwegian cruise liner because it's going to suck you right in or it's going to tip you over Mm -hmm. big boats have big wakes and you got to stay out of that wake when there's big boats mixed with small boats and they're all chumming up a lake, like, okay, so it's fine in Mar-a-Lago where it's the ocean, where you're not going to do much damage. You're just, you know, it's just an ocean. So it's infinite water. You're not going to be able to chum mm-hmm. up the water too much. But there have been a couple people now that have their boats have sank. Actually, I think there was like six boats that sank over the Labor Day weekend. Yes. Because they were in this lake that's notoriously known for choppy water and bad currents anyway. Just kind of a weird lake that, 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 that's not easy. Is that the on, one in Austin? Yeah, the one in Austin, Texas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Lake Travis. I've been there. Have you? So, so what's the deal there? Why is it so dangerous? Why does everyone say Lake Austin so dangerous? I don't know. Okay, well, I don't know either because that's the kind of research I do on these stories. 
But I wake up uh, on Sunday morning and I'm reading all about this and I'm watching the videos of these these poor people that are losing their boats. They're going down yeah. in a second. They're like, they, you know, one bad wave comes over the bow or, or the back of the boat and the boat goes down and it goes down. It goes down fucking quick, too, because yeah. it's just a tiny little boat. It's a ski. It's a 20 foot ski boat. It's not meant to be out in 15, 20 foot waves. That's just not what it's meant for. Uh, but it just, it, yeah, it's, but my fate, but so, and actually the people who are now famously become memes on this, apparently they had nothing to do with the Trump parade. They were just people out there that were boating and they okay. happened to get caught up in this bullshit, which now I feel really bad for them because it's like, they're just trying to have a day out on the, the lake. <laughs> yeah. But there was like 12 people in the boat. And I mean, when you have a 20 foot boat, you shouldn't have 12 people yeah. out on the boat. But my, so now I'm, now I'm reading all these memes, Hodley, and they are just too fucking funny. There was one that had the Titanic song, like the lady, you know, you know, yeah. Right as the boat's sinking, and I just thought it was like it just made me cry, like 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 tears of laughter because it was so funny. But now I feel bad because I know that they had nothing to do with the Trump parade. They were just a couple people out there. Why are you doing boat parades? What is the point? Why are you not raising money? I mean, I get it. Like, if you want to go support Trump, support Trump. But you know, I mean, I guess it's like a rally, but without Trump. And on a lake with the boats. Okay. <laughs> but if you're going to do one of those, you should put a little organization to it. And you should say, you know, the big boats are going to go in the back. Let the small go boats go front. And that way, no one is in fear of like drowning or dying because of the Trump boat parade. But they don't even think about this stuff. This they just like somebody just sent out a message on Facebook. I think I was just like, everybody show yeah, up. Yeah. Fuck. You know who did that? <laughs> Fucking Putin. That's who did it. Right. <laughs> it's Putin. He's like, I'm going to. <laughs> Igor, come in here for a moment. Yes, Putin. <laughs> Listen, I have the most wonderful idea. Yes, Putin. We're going to we're going to make stupid American drown in stupid little lake. I want you to put together a Facebook page that say, "Come join boat parade." <laughs> Brilliant, master. Okay, tell big boats to go, tell big boats go up front, little boats going back. Everyone drown. You brilliant bastard. We are, we are like, it's so unbelievable to me. It's so unbelievable to me that it's so clear that Russia is making a lot of this stuff up and then posting it on Facebook and Twitter and whatever, and people yeah. fall for it, hook, line, and sinker. Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> Pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God. The poor bastards, the poor bastards who have lost their boats. Listen, I'm, I, I'm really sorry. <laughs> I think sorry it happened for you. in another, in another state too. It did. Was it like in Portland? Nah, I think it was or in, something? Or I think it was on the, out west. Was it on the Potomac? <laughs> 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 they were riding up and down the Potomac, the, Potom <laughs> the Potomac, the Potomac, the Potomac. They were riding up and down the Potomac. Uh, and the, they were reenacting Washington's, you know, cross across the river, the river with the Trump. They were? That happened? <laughs> no. <laughs> I I'm, mean, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I am the captain of talking. the good cock lollipop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the good cock lollipop. <laughs> that's the name of another band. Um, that's the, that, okay. First person that names their band. The captain of the good cock lollipop is going to get a free uh, prize. He's going to get a free <laughs> commercial break mug. It's on me. Don't worry. I'll pay, I'll pay for the freight. 
I, you know, the Married at First Sight of Australia is now over. It's official. Ooh. Well, no, it's not over. It's got one more episode, but it's kind of over because you kind of know what happened. Okay. I was watching the U.S. version because it comes out on Wednesdays, and then you have the Married at First Sight Australia, which comes in on Thursdays. The Married at First Sight U.S. version is not as interesting uh, by any stretch of the imagination as the Australian one. As a matter of fact, I hope that they release some of the older seasons of the Australian one because I hear that some of them are really good. And uh, and now I know quite a few people, actually, that have started watching this television program because it's so good. You have to watch it. Okay. I know you're going to have to... Put it in the queue. You're going to have to grab your yum-yums and put Lifetime on your phone (laughs) just just get it done with so on the u.s version they send them uh this week they're you know they're just being a couple they're in their little apartments they're all living together right and they're having some degree of acrimony at some point and you know some things are good and some things are bad but they get sent a little a little a grant little telegram in the in the mail and it's they want you to ask each other questions as a couple kind of you know, little exercise. Bonding. <clears throat> Bonding yeah. exercise. Mm-hmm. Having trouble with my words today. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's all that sleep I'm not getting. Um, they want you to have a little bonding exercise. So at some point, one of the, and I can't remember the names of the couples in the U.S. because honestly, it's, it's just not that interesting. But one of the couples who don't see eye to eye on some stuff, one of the questions is, how are you going to fall in love with me? How are you going to how are you going to fall in love with me and how are you going to know when? That's the question, right? How are you going to fall in love with me? What what are we going to do to make you fall in love with me? Essentially, is what the question is. And this girl comes up. So I want you to tell me now, Chrissy. What do you consider love? What is love to you? Like I'm not talking about like I love my puppy or I love my dad or I'm talking about like I love my husband. What is love to you? As succinctly as possible. Oh Lord, well it's a lot of things. I mean it's kindness and trust and respect and you know attracted you know physical physical attraction and um all of those things kind of wrapped up into one i think you got basically a very a very that's a very common answer that you would hear if you asked somebody (laughs) what is love yeah love between me and my wife is the knowing that i someone always has my back back it's the knowing that someone is always interested in what i have to offer Mm -hmm. and what i have to say it's the knowing that uh it's knowing that my heart's never too big to love just a little bit more right they're your best friend yeah they're your best friend but also your lover your lover that's the combo (laughs) you're looking for (laughs) you're my best friend and you're my lover They don't understand. You're just 16 years old. <laughs> they don't understand my love for 16-year-olds. Oh, they, they don't understand. Yeah. Um, That's not love. So <laughs> the girl asked the guy the question. The guy asked the girl the question, whichever couple this is. And the, and the girl responds like this. How are we going to fall in love with each other? I think if we just keep doing activities that we really like, We'll see each other being passionate about those activities. Maybe. That to myself, that's the, most, that's the most strange answer I've ever heard to how are you going to fall in love with me, right? And then, but, then he, he, but then he runs along with it. He says, yeah, I think you're right. I think when you see people doing activities that they're passionate about, that makes you passionate about them. And I'm like, huh. <laughs> Astrid likes to do her makeup, but, you know, then she seems really passionate about it. But I don't feel any particular way about it. I don't feel any particular way about her when I'm watching her do her makeup. 
I feel like you know? that's kind of a hard question, though. Like, how, how? are you going to fall in love with me? I mean, Wait. if everybody knew the answer to those questions, more people would be in love. Well, this is true. If they knew the answer to this question, they wouldn't be unmarried at first sight. <laughs> yeah. That's for fucking sure. Because these people, these two are like a little bit nudnicky. They're just going back and like she said something completely stupid and then he he piggybacked on top of it it was this whole conversation about how how they were going to get passionate about the things that they like to do and that was going to make the other person passionate about them <laughs> and i'm like you're getting love all wrong you need to do things together that make you passionate about each other like do yeah. things together that you're both passionate about and that's one of the pieces of love but that's not even the fucking question why are you answering that way i want to play the clip but i'm a little afraid that like i'm breaking some copyright laws you know maybe i'm going to get a little more brave with the copyright laws because i hear <laughs> lots of other podcasts that's doing it right okay um, um, but I want to play the clip, but you had to have heard it. It was like the most unintelligible answer to what is love or having something to do with love that I've ever heard. I like to play golf, but Astrid does not find me more sexy because I am out there playing golf because Astrid has never seen me play golf because Astrid doesn't give a fuck about <laughs> golf. It's right. just the way that it is. Like, right. I mean, just because you do something that makes you passionate doesn't mean that someone else is going to fall in love with you because that makes you passionate. And that, my friends, is why the U.S. version of Married at First Sight should be shot out in the barn and we should bring in the Australians for more Married at First Sight. And I know there's probably a lot of people right now that are like, what the fuck? is this guy talking about he's talking about a show on lifetime networks right but i promise you i promise you give it one episode and if you don't think it's some of the most trashy television you've ever seen in your <laughs> oh, life i do love trashy television i'll i'll give you your money back no charge you won't have to pay for the episode because watching two strangers be put in a situation where they have to be married is ultimately extraordinarily interesting. And when you are, and when all of the people involved are made for TV, they're all camera ready. They're all like, yeah. you know, they're reality stars essentially, right? Mm -hmm. And they're coming in ready to be reality stars. <laughs> then it makes it, and it's glossy. It's like a much more glossy version of the show. It's so much more interesting. And I implore Lifetime Networks, which now I watch a lot of. I'm, I implore. <laughs> I cannot believe it. <laughs> Guess who? <laughs> <laughs> I I implore Lifetime Networks to run the Australian version instead of the U.S. version, or make the U.S. version a little version a little bit more like the Australian version, because quite frankly, it's a lot more interesting. That's just how I feel about it, Chrissy. And Where I, did yeah. you see the Australian version? On Lifetime Networks. Well, but you said you're asking them to put it on. No, I'm imploring them to to put more of it on. So Back of it on. Okay, gotcha. So they've yeah. only had one season <laughs> of the Australian version of the television show. And that one season is this season that I've been watching uh -huh. because they only show it in Australia. And I even have a hard time finding old seasons online because now I'm ultimately interested in this show. <laughs> yeah, you're, I'm you're like, digging. I'm hooked. <laughs> yeah, I would watch all 12 seasons if I could. I'd be like, this is awesome. <laughs> this is glossy. They put them in super controversial situations. They're all yeah. getting together all the time, getting hammered and hitting on each other. It's <laughs> it's just like it's so it's so good. But then you go to the U.S. version it's like. <laughs> You know, what are you going to make me fall in love with you? I'm passionate about shit when I'm passionate about it. Give a better answer, dude. It's like, wake up. When I'm passionate about stuff, you're going to be passionate about stuff. And what did they decide to do? Now I'm curious what the activities Well, well Chrissy, I'm glad that you asked. I think today we're going to go try something extraordinarily uh, interesting. We're going to paddle down the, uh, we're going to paddle in the pond. In the lake. You know those lake two paddles Austin. with a little goose head? We're going to do that. That's something I find passionate. <laughs> you want to have a picnic? What about a picnic? I'm going to bring some Maybach. 
We're gonna get hammered by the picnic. Dude, get to fucking start breathing, dude. You're gonna jump out of a plane. You're gonna take her to the Maldives. Yeah. You're gonna throw her in the closet and make sweet, sweet yum yum love to her. Like you know, when I do things that I'm passionate about, you're passionate about the same things I'm passionate about. <laughs> I will have to check Fuckers. this out. <laughs> Fuckers. Hey, I'm mad at the U.S. version because now I feel like I've wasted an immense amount of my life watching the U.S. version when I just had to go to Australia to watch a much better version. <laughs> and by the way, we have a, quite a few Australian listeners. Oh, so, and, I, and I am thinking exciting. to myself when I dream at night, when I make connections that make no sense whatsoever in my head at night, like, you know, oh, somebody's listening from New York. Must be Howard Stern. <laughs> right. Or somebody's listening He's from... very yeah, interested. Somebody's listening from L.A. It must be a, uh, it must be a literary agent from Netflix ready to, give, <laughs> ready to give us a sweet deal. <laughs> right? So when I look and I see that people are listening from Australia, I'm like, oh, it's the cast members from 90 Day Fiance. <laughs> from, from Married at First Sight. <laughs> <laughs> it must be. <laughs> did you hear that the... Did you hear... Speaking of TV, bad, trashy TV, did you hear that uh, Keeping Up with the Kardashians is no longer a television show? I did hear that. Our it's long-suffering nightmare is over. <laughs> it's come to an end. The rain. Oh, they're, they're actually, the rain. It's, they're still raining. Now, I think, I, <laughs> they're yeah. still lording over everyone else. I um, think the but. truth is, is, is that uh, I think they can make a lot more money. Um, I, think they make, I think they make a lot more money on social media. I don't think yeah. that, yeah, you know, I don't. Yeah, they've spun out. I don't think they need the television. Yeah, I don't think they need it. Yeah, I mean, who's, uh, who's watching the E-Lifetime or the E-Network anyway, right? 500,000 people, 600,000 people. It couldn't be a lot. I mean, it's a, you know, swaggy network yeah. So uh, that Ryan Seacrest owns. I mean, <laughs> Ryan Seacrest. What a loser. What a loser, Ryan Seacrest. I mean, come on, Ryan. Get a real job. Make some money. American Idol. Keeping up with the Kardashians. God, that's I mean, when like are you going to have some success? Everything Ryan. he does touches the goal. I know. Wow. I wish I was Ryan Seacrest. But you know, he was from he was from Atlanta. <clears throat> he was a, a DJ at a radio station here, Star ninety four. Right. He went to school here. He went to high school here. Yeah. And he was a Star ninety four DJ, and he was actually yeah. on the show Blind Date. You can find the Ryan Seacrest episode of Blind Date in here in Atlanta. Uh, wow. Way back in the 90s, and it's so yeah. fucking interesting. He's already got, the, he already doesn't talk like a human being. Like, he's already yeah. talking like a shithead radio disc jockey. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> hi, my name's Ryan. Nice to meet you. I'm into flowers and long walks on the beach. <laughs> he's, he's camera ready. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's camera ready. Mm-hmm. He's looking for yeah. any angle in. And somebody said, hey, we have this brand new shitty music contest that we're going to put together on TV. Do you want to be the host? And he went for it. And then he cut that other guy out. What was it? Ryan totally and Ryan or something? Cut, totally, totally cut, cut that, that guy that out. Guy yeah. out. Yeah. And, but, but in Ryan's defense, the other guy was like, no, I'm famous now. I've done season one. I'm famous. I'm going to go on to other things, he right? Did. In fact, I just saw something about that guy. He was like on one of those shows of like, where are they now? Or where are they now? What happened to that person? <laughs> and he had some bad trouble after that. Oh, my God, dude. He was that's like yeah. when you think of bad mistakes, that guy had a bad mistake. So listen, Chrissy and I are going to continue this conversation on the break room. Go to tcbpodcast.com. That's tcbpodcast.com. There's a big button there that says join the break room. You can join the break room and we will send you the rest of our conversation. We're going to end it now for episode 23 and then uh, we'll pick it back up on the break room. The break room members will get it uh, sometime, sometime this week when you're listening to the actual episode, you're going to get the rest of this conversation. So it should work out just fine for you. You'll also get the video version of 
of uh, the commercial break. If you join the break room, send us your song parodies and audio clips. Uh, you can send them to info at tcb.com. That's info at tcb.com. And make sure that you hit all of the socials. That's at the commercial break. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We don't have Twitter, but mainly because I don't know how to work Twitter. So. <laughs> but we're getting on it. That's a crazy Twitterverse. I love you. I love you, Brian. We're going to get through this. Until next time. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time. (laughs) It's Chrissy and Brian saying peace out. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Email us at thecommercialbeat at gmail.com. Find us and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Commercial Break. New episodes drop every Wednesday. We can be found on Spotify iHeartMedia, Apple, Google, and all major podcast providers. The Commercial Break is a great middleweight production. Written and produced by Brian Green. Co-hosted by Chrissy Hoadley.